You're listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. It's Robin McMahon. I am back with another awesome episode of Parenting Our Future. Today, we are talking about moms who are entrepreneurial moms with someone who I love, who has also been my business coach, Alyssa J. Dillon. Welcome, Alyssa. I want to tell everybody about you because all the moms listening are business moms and professional moms. And so you are a business coach who helps female coaches, consultants, and service providers build multi-six-figure businesses in a three-day work week by accelerating their visibility and authority online. Question mark on three-day work week that I can't wait to talk about. You have grown multiple businesses virtually and use strategies that focus on building communities and relationships coupled with encouraging women to be authentic and unapologetic in how they show up for themselves. It is Alyssa's mission to show her audience that they get to have the life they desire and nothing needs to be sacrificed to go after it and that you get to have the financial freedom and time freedom to live out your wildest dreams while being present for your family. I love it. Alyssa, welcome. Thank you so much. I love the little introduction there. Well, you're special, I have to say, right? You and I have worked together in multiple ways. Uh, You and I have worked with you coaching me, and I have worked Mm -hmm. with you coaching you and your beautiful boys who are four and five years old. So you have Irish twins, which uh, is a lot, right? And they're full on all the time. So you really live what you teach because you've got to be organized. You've got to be comfortable um, delegating and doing different things like that in order to make it work. So I want to know the secret to how you make it work. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm super excited to be here and really excited to talk to your audience about these these things specifically, um, you know, I work with so many women and often they are parents. I think me showing up as a mom myself, all of these other women are coming into my space and they resonate with my story. They resonate with quitting their corporate jobs in order to become an entrepreneur so they could be more present from with their families, right? But the problem that they so often run into is they build this business and what they have found is they're actually working more than they ever have before. All of that freedom that they expected to have as entrepreneurs has literally gone out the window and they are working, 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 and they, they love the success. And it's, it's not that they resent their work in itself, but they're resenting the fact that they wish they had that time back with their family and it's not all it's cracked up to be. So Um, I, you know, that's a majority of the women coming into my space are like, how are you doing this? And we can get into all the details of that, but really it looks like being super intentional. It's getting over the fears of delegation and, uh, you know, deciding how you want to create a super lean business. And often I'm doing this with my clients in a way that we create high ticket offers. Um, so we don't find ourselves having to work and manage so many different relationships. And it's also having a predictable sales system that works, right? If, if you can consistently bring in new clients 
every single day, you know you're going to be bringing people in because of the money-making tasks that you work on, then there is, doesn't have to be that fear of what if I lose a client or the fear of, uh, you know, I don't have time to market myself. And so I have to make sure I do this, this, and this. Yeah. Look, I've made a lot of those mistakes too. And it's so true, you know, leaving my corporate job uh, and fantasizing about what it was going to be like to be at home all the time. The day was my own. And fast forward to today, um, I do work a lot. It is true. Like it's hard to get yourself out of the office and you know, when, when it's your name, your face, your voice, you know, uh, and it's all on you, it is hard to turn away from it. And you're right. You have to be comfortable delegating. And I had to learn that too, you know, having an assistant, having staff, um, because you've got to know how to hire staff, how to retain staff, how to get them to work for you, with you in a way that you like. And there's a lot of trial and error in there, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I tell everyone that I work with typically and for you guys, I want you to know that there is a person for every job at every rate. And don't you believe that there isn't that person out there? It's about creating that wish list for yourself. And those are typically the first steps is deciding what tasks are on your task list that you just would rather not be doing. What is on your task list that you don't want to do? First decide, okay, do we really need to be doing this? Or did somebody tell me I have to do this and I'm wasting my time doing it? Or is it a task that needs to be done? Maybe it's a money-making task. Maybe it's a fulfillment task that has to be done in order to fulfill the work for the clients that you have in your business. Um, and so write that wish list out of that person who could do that job. Really, uh, you know, think back to being in your childhood and create that person for yourself. Do that imagination, uh, use your imagination and decide I get to have this person. And when we set those type of intentions for ourselves, when we set the intention to say, this person exists for me, they exist at the rate I want to pay them, you are much more likely to find that person. And sometimes it's way easier than you even believe it could be versus saying, who's even going to do this work? I'm never going to find somebody who oh, yeah. will be able to do this work at this rate, right? And, oh, I can't afford somebody to do this type of thing. And I'll never forget, you know, a really great example for me is when I hired a housekeeper, one of the first things I did as an entrepreneur and, you know, going back into the early days when I first started my business, I knew that it was a waste of time for me to be doing my dishes and laundry and deep cleaning my bathrooms, right? I just decided that from the get-go. I was like, I can make so much more money, like that six to 10 hours it takes a week. I can make so much more money if I could put that six to 10 hours into my business, right? Yeah. Or even just self-care or being intentional yeah. with my kids. So mm -hmm. all of that contributed to my success. And I'll never forget, um, so many people told me when I said, well, I'm really looking for somebody who is, is not just going to be able to, um, you know, do the basic cleaning stuff, but I want somebody to come in and deep clean. I want them to do my laundry. I want them to, you know, Marie Kondo my dresser. Like I was, I had a whole list. I want somebody who is yeah. going to make our coffee for us or, you know, prepare snacks for my kids. 
And everyone told me I was nuts. There's no way you're going to find somebody like that. Um, You know, you're going to have to hire a nanny if you want that. Nannies are expensive. And everyone just really shot down my ideas. And let me tell you, I found that person. And she's been in our lives now. She's gone on two years in our lives. And she's amazing. She, she takes care of my dog. She lets my dog out. She does all of the things. She knows where everything is in my house. She keeps us organized. It's, and it's amazing. So, and that started small too, right? That, mm-hmm. that position. So if you're looking for that first thing to delegate, if that's where you are in your business right now, <laughs> that first thing to delegate, I would say, make it housework because it's something, you know, you have to get done. And also it's something that I, uh, it's much easier to work in your home when it's clutter free and clear and clean and it's not something you're being surrounded by and can be a distraction, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you've Marie Kondo-ified it, then it's even better. <laughs> All of your socks are in tiny, tiny little packages. I love it. No, yes. I think that's really true. And in fact, in my book, The Yelling Cure, I do talk about like some ways that you can release the stuff on uh, from yourself, right? And one of them could be hiring someone. And 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 we have somebody come in, and it's not as much as you, although you're making it sound really good. And I might might decide that I need what you have. But um, they just come in and do the bathrooms and the floors. Like they vacuum, they mop, (laughs) they do the bathrooms because, you know, it just makes everything just that much easier. And for me, it's, it's not so much about putting that time back into my business. It's putting that time back into me and putting that stress off of us. So I love that idea. And I think that the idea of the wish list is really good because I think of myself and, um, you know, I, I try not to, but I know that I am a people pleaser. And so it is hard for me to delegate. I'll just put my hand up and say that it is. I don't know how many people want to admit it, but it is hard for me. Um, and so having a list is like, look, this is everything I need you to do. There's no, you know, there's no drama in that. There's no, you know, anything in that. It's just like, it's a neutral communication, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, and, yeah. uh, and that, that's got to make it easier. And I have this list in my head and I think I need to write it down. So you've just given me something really good. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. Every, like I said, when we started this conversation, uh, there is a person for every job at any rate you decide is feasible. And, um, and you know, that doesn't mean that you have to pay people low wages. You can build that cost into uh, cost of doing business and just pay attention. I have a CFO background. So of course I'm going to say, pay attention to your profit margins, right? Yeah. Does it make sense for your, for your business? And what's the payoff? What's the opportunity cost by bringing mm-hmm. that person in? Can you focus on sales and marketing? Can you focus on onboarding more clients or having a better client experience? So mm-hmm. absolutely no, delegation is, uh, is huge. And, and so I wanted to speak to Robin, speak to the fear because you're right, you and so many other women and I work with them. So I know, uh, so many other women have this fear around delegating and whether it be, they can't, they're not going to be able to do it like me, or it's going to take too much time to train Mm. or, um, the money mindset around it where it's well then it's less money coming out of my pocket right so that's my money I'm making this money and then I'm gonna have to pay somebody else and so I'm gonna cut my own pay so 
I want you to think about from that money mindset perspective, what you're actually saying about your business. You're saying that you've capped your income, that there's no room for growth, right? What if you decided to say, instead of, I have a fear around investing in somebody to help me. What if you just look at that as an investment, as somebody who is going to uh, lead to further growth, lead to the reason that you actually make more money, right? And so what does it free up for you to do more money making tasks? Uh, and so ultimately that might look like somebody who hiring somebody that's going to help you with marketing, help you with sales or help you with fulfillment. And without all three of those running smoothly in your business, you are sitting stagnant. So if, you, if you're running out of time to do all three of those tasks every day, fulfillment, sales, and marketing, then you're going to find yourself plateaued anyways, right? So you might be at that inflection point where you have no choice. This yeah. is the time. You have to do it, right? Yeah. Um, you have to spend the money so, to grow. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I love that. So uh, money mindset, love it so much. And and it's so true, right? I mean, the, the and, and I know the people who you work with want to be given the jobs, want to be trusted and, and, and that sort of thing. So, um, and mindset is really everything, isn't it? Mindset is everything when it comes to running it, a business and, and transitioning from business time to family time as well. Yeah. Uh, it's so interesting as I've, as I've gone down my own personal growth, um, uh, my own developing as a person and as a woman, as a mom, as an entrepreneur, it's so interesting how everything ties into each other, right? It's like mm -hmm. the same type of programming, the same subconscious reprogramming that we need to do and how our stories, how our childhood how our traumas have all affected, they all affect the way we show up in all of these areas of our lives. Uh, and so I know through even just working with you, it's like all of the mindset work that I've done around my money mindset and the, the traumas and the stories that I have from my childhood. And then come to find out the stories that I have and all of the trauma that maybe I've experienced and you know, all of our traumas are a little different and um, can be seen as, as same, different, whatever, but yeah. reprogramming all of that to show up better as a mom as well. And it's, it is crazy. Uh, even recently, I'll say I was, um, I was doing some work on like my health and trying to get my health in in a better place and move forward and it's like the same the the nutrition person same story hey okay. Alyssa, so we're gonna go through and we're gonna look at your your like from your childhood what is your earliest memory and i'm like oh my gosh it's all the same it really is so um you know it's but so what i will say yeah sorry i interrupted you go ahead i uh, no go ahead go ahead I was going to say that what I know to be true is the work that I do is universally true, 
right? And so that's really what I say. And I've had people reach out to me and say, actually, you know what, I'm not a parent anymore, but I started to use what you have in your book as, um, as a way to communicate better with my boss or whatever, right? Like these are universal mm-hmm. truths, like setting intentions, being intentional, looking at your mindset. What is the story I'm telling myself about my kids, about the situation or about delegating? Like, what's the story I'm telling myself? I love Brené Brown for that. That's right. so helpful. Um, and so, yeah, it's the universal truth of, of all of those things, plus communication, plus understanding other people. You know, when you really get into that groove, you apply it to your kids, your family, you apply it to your work as well. And it really helps you to thrive in both areas often. Right, right, absolutely. So where do, you know, I mean, we talked a lot and, and you've, I think in a way you've answered some of this too, but how? Like, where do women really get tripped up in business? You know, when I think it's when we get to this place, there's so many, if we're talking about in that startup and growth range, it really ends up coming to the point of making something feel scalable. Is this scalable? And if your business starts as a dumpster fire, is it going to continue to be a dumpster fire as you grow it, right? And I mean that in the most respectful way, but ultimately it's this idea that if you are already working at really low rates, then you've lost your ability to scale. If you're already having all of these clients where you're trying to fulfill their needs and there's no boundaries in place, Mm. you're losing your ability to scale, if you are already such a scatterbrain because you haven't set intentions in your life, it's going to be harder to scale. So it's putting some of these boundaries in place right from the beginning. And, you know, I don't talk about balance when it comes to parenting and work life. I talk about boundaries because mm-hmm. there is no such a thing as balance, right? The balance typically doesn't exist. You decide what it is. But what can exist and what absolutely needs to exist is the boundaries, the boundaries with your family, the boundaries with, uh, with your clients, the boundaries that you set and decide you get to work. So that might look like, um, deciding how many hours a week you're going to work and stick to it. We as women, yeah, I, I decided very early on in my business, I'm only working three days a week. And so when people are like, well, how did you accomplish that? It's like, I gave myself no choice. So I had to figure out and I had to be intentional all along the way in making sure does this fit into my schedule and saying no became rather important to me. Uh, it became, is there a payoff? Will this work for me? We don't use, uh, for example, we're not on all the social media platforms, right? Like we don't have TikTok. We don't have, we're, we're not really on, uh, Instagram. We mostly have a Facebook group and that's where I mostly show up and we have an email list. And the reason for that is because I don't have the time for it and I don't want to put the time for it to it right now. And you can be successful just having a super lean business showing up in one place nurturing that one place, being in one spot, you don't have to be doing all of the things. You get to decide, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to show up and having a boundary around it, deciding that you don't need to be all the people and do all the things. Um, And that looks like even just to add to that, 
only helping very specific people. You decide who you're helping. You're not helping all of the people, right? And I know there's so many, there's so much language around niching and all of that, and we can't get into all that today, but uh, the idea is if you have one person that you're getting one result and you're showing up in one place, you're going to get the results you want. But it also is going to lean down your time. so You don't have to feel like you're all over the place. That's inspiring, really inspiring. I thank you for sharing that because I think that's very true. And you're talking about laser focus, right? Laser focus in your niche, in your target market, your avatar, you know, like you said, there's lots of language around it. There's mm -hmm. lots of different ways we can talk about it, but yeah, that's, um, that's really great. And oh my goodness, I love that you're talking about boundaries. Absolutely. Boundaries are important um, with clients, uh, with staff, right? Uh, all all mm -hmm. that stuff. And, and we need to be really clear about that. So um, so, so your boundaries are around time. Can you kind of give me an example of some of your boundaries that you've put in place? Maybe, maybe the hardest ones to put in place for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So some of the big boundaries that I created for myself were, um, not working for free, not allowing people to pick my brain. Uh, even when it comes to my friends and family, and don't even think that I don't have people that reach out to me and say, hey, uh, can I pick your brain about this? Or, hey, I wanna talk to you about this. Or, hey, Alyssa, I'm considering starting a business. And these are people I've probably known my entire life, right? And I still send them my, my link to schedule a call, right? And yeah. I've had them respond with, are you serious? And I'm like, yup, dead serious. Like, I don't work for free. I don't care who you are. And so, you know, I've never gotten into, I've never gotten to that position of working for free with friends or family or anything like that. So deciding that what I do is incredibly valuable and knowing that there are people who are absolutely willing to pay me for the work I do and they do pay me. And so it's unfair to my clients to work right. for free. It's unfair for my clients if I'm allowing other people to pick my brain, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I know it happens to me all the time too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can imagine because yeah. it's like, I think I'm a business coach. So I think there's probably more expectation around fees for me, but I can imagine as a parenting coach, it's like, Hey, I'm having some trouble with my son today. What, what do you think about this? Right. Yeah. So it's I'm sure. Yeah fix my kid all the time. Right. And so for you, it's the same thing. And anyone else out there that has, uh, has some sort of niche or industry that it's relatively easy for people to feel as though they can just ask you questions, just have some really great language set up around this. Like, Hey, it sounds exactly like I can help you. This sounds like the exact type of thing I do with my clients why don't you set up a call and we could talk about what it looks like to work with me and I can tell you what the next steps are, right? So if you always have that script right in your pocket, I mean, put it in the notes of your phone of when anyone tries to pick my brain, when any of my friends or family are interested in working with me, this is exactly what I get to say. So create that script for yourself. And if you're ready with that script, then it's going to be really easy for you to just pull that out rather than sit there and be like, Oh yeah, sure. Tell me what's going on. Right. And then we get into yeah. this situation where we're, we're, it's a time waster. Right. And so, so some other, other boundaries around time would be 
uh, notifications off, all of them. I do oh. not have notifications on for text messaging. I don't have notifications on for people calling me. I don't have them on for Facebook, Messenger, email, nothing. Turn those bad boys off. They are yeah. such a time waster. It is, this is, the way I explain it to people is, when you allow notifications to run your life, you are constantly reacting. You're constantly in reaction mode to everybody who might want a piece of you. And so step into the CEO of your time, step into the CEO of your life and decide, I'm not reacting. I get to do these things when my calendar says, when my time says that I'm able to, to look at what else is going on outside of my world. Huge. That is so huge. I also take a page from your book on that and I don't have uh, any, any notifications ever on. It's very rare that I even have my phone off of do not disturb. Um, I'm looking at it enough anyway. And you know what I, I find mm -hmm. that I do too, that that might be an added uh, bonus that I'm going to do now as I say this, because I notice that I go to my phone and because my mind's all over the place, right? Like most people, I'm sure, um, thinking about all of the things all at once. And I go to my phone and I go to like turn music on for my speaker. And all of a sudden I'm scrolling Instagram. I'm like, what am I doing? Stop it. So closing out the app that you were just in like that you were in before you closed the phone down, I think is probably a good idea too. And I just thought of it now. So I'm adding it in and I hope you think it's a good idea. <laughs> I think it's, I it think is. I'm, yeah. With, with like not getting, you know, like squirrel, you know, like not getting distracted by things that just sucked 10 minutes of my day. And if I'm only working three days a week, I don't have 10 minutes to mess around. Right. 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 Yeah, exactly. And that's what, that's the important part is when you decide you're only going to be working three days and you decide these are my hours, this is when I work, it is, you have to dictate each minute. You do not have time outside of that to be scrolling or get distracted. And those distractions uh, just pull us away from the important work that we need to be doing, pull us away from the things that have to get done. And later on, like, if you want to scroll through social media, laying in bed that night, like, that's totally up to you. That's not to say, like, you can't waste some time on social media. I know I do. But when I am, when I know there are tasks I have got to get done in my workday, things that I don't want to do while my children are present, because I do want to be present with them, mm -hmm. um, I, I block out my time. So there are specific times in my calendar that I take calls. There are specific times in my calendar where I am coaching. There are specific times in my calendar where I am working on creative work uh, in marketing and sales work. So it's all blocked out. It, I know exactly what my day is going to look like. So there's never a guess either. Like I'm never waking up the next day and looking at my calendar or yeah. looking at a to-do list and thinking, man, where should I start? It's everything is decided already. Good for you. That's, that's so great. You know, I learned once from a course that I took um, about just productivity and just being, you know, being more on top of things. Um, in addition to the notifications being off is to, I use Outlook, right? I'm a PC person. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I open Outlook for it not to go necessarily into the messages, but to go into the calendar and your tasks, 
right? Because like mm -hmm. work will still be there if you have emails or not, right? But it's the tasks that need to get done. And so you focus on those first, block off time to check email, but then the rest of the time it's all on tasks. So yeah, I mean, this is why I love you because you are so you've, you have helped me and I've learned so much from you, um, on all of these things and really staying focused and, and that mindset piece. I just, I keep, as you're talking, I keep going back to that mindset piece and how true it really is. Right. And we talked a lot about that when, when we were working together. So, um, yeah, I, that it's huge. Um, I want to yeah. ask you though. Okay. So we're talking about focusing, we're talking about priorities, and there are so many different things, you know, it's like, okay, well, I've got to be on LinkedIn. I've got, I definitely have to be on LinkedIn. Now I need to be on Pinterest. I um, am on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, now there's clubhouse. Uh, there's what, like, where do I focus my energy on attracting my, my, my ideal client? How do you decide? How yeah. do you decide to stay with Facebook and not do all of those other platforms that you said you're not really on? No, I don't have Pinterest. I'm not on Clubhouse. I, I'm not on LinkedIn. Um, how I decided is where I showed up naturally. Where was it really easy for me to hang out and connect mm -hmm. uh, and be my most natural, authentic self? That is exactly how I tell all of my clients to decide where are you already drawn to, right? Where do you already hang out? Because it's really, if it's really easy for you to show up there without the intention of how do I grow my business, but if you just are able to hang out there and talk and connect with people, like that is, that's how you build a business is connecting with people, people connecting to people, right? So it's, it's what is most natural for you in deciding that that gets to be enough, right? I am, uh, for anyone watching this who, or listening, and who, you know, knows, you know, Gary Vee or the Grant Cardones and the like, you know, you got to crush it and you got to be doing everything. And, you know, if you're not getting the results, 10x it. I am not a firm believer in that. <laughs> I actually have found sometimes more stuff is just more stuff. It's more things to think about, more things to get distracted with. Um, and truthfully, I think it can derail our success. I think that shiny object, the next new platform, the next new thing, I look at it as that's a way to divert me from the focus I have right now. And I've just decided to stay really lean and know that the things I'm doing right now get to be all I need to work. And it goes back to the mindset of all I need to do is what I need to do. And that is what gets to work for me and growing my business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and it's so interesting too, because the, the Grant Cardone's and the, those, like there's very masculine way of selling. And, um, and that just like, for me, it doesn't fit at all with what I'm trying to do. My biggest obstacle has been, well, one of them because of the way I chose to run my business with, with my book as the, you know, as the main lead generation, um, lead generation, uh, how do I say it? Lead generation, uh, product. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, you know, was, was to show that like, I am real, I am authentic. And I had someone mm -hmm. writing for me that was, you know, was a guy and, 
it never really sounded like my voice. And I really struggled with that, you know, and it sounded salesy and it sounded pushy, but I didn't know any different. And so um, I think that the way you talk about being authentic is really important. You know, you've got to speak your own voice or people won't get the right idea of who you are and what you can actually really do. Right. And real is always the best way to do it. And you can't, I can't be an Alyssa J. Dillon. I can just be a Robin and do the best that I can and listen to everything that you've taught me and do everything that you've taught me, you know, but be me. I still have to be me. I'm quirky. I'm a little, you know, bubbly. Sometimes I'm serious. Sometimes like I'm, I'm all different things. And, and that's just, and I've had to really lean into who I am and I'm more myself now than ever. I just let it fly. Like, yeah, I make dumb jokes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I say silly things. I sometimes do a live and I sneeze or, you know, lose my train of thought, you know, like it's just who I am and it's got to be okay. You, and, and perfection uh, is the thief of joy, is the thief of productivity as well, right? Yeah. 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 And, and uh, even perfectionism is we strive to have this perfect image, but ultimately what is going to create better relationships, uh, better relationships with our potential clients, with our leads and with our clients, and even with our children, to bring it back to that, even with our children, perfectionism is going to kill those relationships. It is so good to show people that you are just real. And in today's society, especially with social media, um, people just need more of that. They need more real. They need more authentic. And even with my kids, um, I make sure they know I'm not perfect and I'm just always trying to do my best. And it allows, especially my son, my oldest son, and, and Robin, and I, you, have, you and I have talked about this. My oldest son is, um, he is a perfectionist. He wants everything to be perfect. And if it's not just so, he gets so frustrated. But I have worked so hard. Uh, and I've realized more and more through doing the work I have done in my business that it's important to show him too. I'm not perfect and you don't have to be perfect. And all we get to do is just keep trying. And that gets to be enough. And in yeah. fact, my completely imperfect business has made me incredibly successful. Uh, but it's so much better to at least work on going after the next thing and keep focusing on getting that next thing, going after the new clients, than sit there doing nothing. I always tell my people when it comes to content, published is perfect. Don't ask for permission to be yourself. Yeah, that's so great. You know, you know what's so funny uh, is that I got a message this morning from somebody saying, um, we, we've been emailing back and forth and she's a, she's a client in my group coaching program. And she said, um, the reason I signed up for your class in brackets, not just a random parent coaches class is because you were brutus, brutally honest about how you used to feel about motherhood and about your children. And it sounded like you were describing me to myself how I question all the time if my kids would be better off without me and how I've thought about leaving my family all the time. And I make it very clear, I am not a perfect parent. I have mm -hmm. a really, like one of my boys is a really tough kid to raise. That doesn't just change because I became a parent coach. He still has his stuff. It's the way I respond to him now. It's the way I check my story with him now too, right? 
um, all, all of that stuff. And there are days that I have a rough day and I'm tired and, and I'm a little bit more on edge. And, you know, I, I may yell, I may lose it. I may lose my temper and that's okay too. That's okay too. Yeah. This is, no, that's, it's not about being perfect at all. And I think if you pretend that you are, it's more repellent than it is, um, you know, drawing people to you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so funny because last night I actually was explaining to my son, uh, I said, you know, I want you to know that mommy and daddy, like this is the first time we've ever been parents. We're not like, really great at this. Like we're just learning how to be a mommy and daddy for the first time. Like you and your brother are the, the first babies we have ever raised. And so sometimes we still mess up because we're still learning because, you know, we, I was, I, I'm, I have this more narration around like not raising our voice and talking calmly when we're trying to get something across when we want to be heard. Right. And it's mm. so much easier and people want to listen when you're talk when you talk and you're calm and, um, and my husband yelled and mm. so my five-year-old was like, you're not supposed to yell. And I'm like, Oh, but honey, he's not perfect. Like we all have to just keep practicing. We think this idea of being heard by talking and, and it's not always going to be perfect. So um, I love, I love so nice. yeah, yeah, it's, it is. And it's so funny how it, it all just, again, that changing that mindset and how it applies to everything. It is universal. Like you said, yeah, well, that is that is really cool, and and like as a parent coach, I just love that you said that you talked to him like that, and you just said, look, no, we're not perfect. It's okay, Daddy's practicing. You know, that's so mm -hmm. great. I love it, and our kids want to hear stuff like that too, right? We they want to know it's okay to to not be perfect, and I just I just love it. So let me sort of end on this note. Um, what what would and you might have already said it, so feel free to repeat some of these amazing nuggets of of information. I love everything you've said. I've written so many notes down. This is so incredible. Um, but what is the best advice that you can give a female entrepreneur um, who either is starting out or is in the thick of it? You know, what, what would mm -hmm. you say sort of to the broad audience here? Yeah. So decide you get to have exactly what you set out to get. Decide that you are not the person that doesn't get to get it. Decide that you are, in fact, you get to be the woman you want to be. You get to be the mom you want to be. You get to be the successful entrepreneur you get to be. And you are not the exception. You can set your eye on something and decide it's yours. Decide it's done. Decide you're checking it off your list. If that means you want to have a three-day work week, you get to have that and start working towards that every single day, really dive into, you know, what does my three-day work week look like? What do I want it to look like? How much money do I want to make in those three days? Decide yeah. that you don't have to sacrifice anything. Um, and I think that's what we think as parents is, it, parents as women, in order to get this, if I want more money, I have to sacrifice time. If I want to be successful, I have to sacrifice my kids rewrite that story for yourself because just as we are that subconscious programming that we have we 
we watched maybe our rich uncle be distant from his family, or maybe we watched our parents work super hard to make money. And so we think that has to be our story and it doesn't. You get to rewrite your story. You get to create a narration for yourself. And it's just being dead set on deciding that you get exactly that and become unavailable for it. Mm, that is so good. Oh my gosh. Alyssa J. Dillon, you are just a genius, which is of course why you're here because you are incredible. Where do people find you? Because now I know they all want you. So, uh, but yeah. they want to get used to week, period, end of story, boundary set, and solidified. Um, yeah, where do people where do people find you? Because you're not everywhere. You're just in some specific places. <laughs> I am in just some specific places. So uh, you can find me right at alyssajdillon.com, uh, and you can also join my group, which is Uncensored and Unstoppable Entrepreneurs. Um, and I know we don't curse on this podcast, but we're, we're a little rough around the edges there. I curse a little bit. I'm a little quirky and fun. Um, yeah. And we do a lot of fun things over in that group. And there are plenty of women who are also trying to build their empire businesses with their children, either at home or in school or whatever that looks like. So anyone watching this or listening to this today, uh, feel free to jump on over there and I'm sure Robin will have those links for you as well. Oh yeah. They're all in the show notes and I'm a member of that group too and love everything that you say and talk about. You're a brilliant writer as well, which I so envy. You're so good at, you know, getting to the heart of the matter and really, you know, speaking to, um, to emotion, which, um, you know, like I was saying before is, 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 is more of a feminine way, less, uh, less in a lack way with, uh, with a more masculine way. So anyway, you have been incredible, uh, in my life and, uh, on this episode, thank you for your wisdom. I know people are listening to every word and, uh, and please see the show notes so you can get a hold of Alyssa J. Dillon, master business coach and, uh, and all around beautiful human being purple hair and all. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> beautiful nails too. So thanks again, Alyssa. You're amazing. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.